Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the focus of this year. It's a 10,000 step journey and we're looking at, it's going to be 48 ideas over the course of 12 big lessons. And the big lesson we're going to be focused on for these next few episodes is what it means to continually take action. It's amazing what you can see happen in your life when you commit to taking action every day. Now, we confuse what the action that we actually need to be taking in this moment really is. So there's tons of advice out there for you and lots of generalized wisdom. You should do this, you should do this, you should do this. Generalized wisdom becomes customized wisdom when you know how to take action action based on the season you're in. And what I want to let you do is listen in on a talk I recently gave where I walk through how to pay attention to the season you're in and what action you need to take. So this was an audience where I hadn't spoken there before, so I'm pulling back some of the older stories from SightShift, and you'll recognize some of those, but listen in so that you can move from generalized to customized wisdom and learn the action to take every day. So cool to be with you guys. Um, Yeah, so for me tonight to hang with you, I feel like You're the heroes, and I get to serve you in your journey in some way, uh, because my work is actually coming beside people and helping them uh, focus, get unblocked. And tonight what I want to talk to you about is really trying to figure out the creative season you're in and how to unblock what's happening so you can move to the next season and keep your growth and momentum on point. Um, I don't know where you're at life-wise, but if you have a partner, a love interest, or maybe you're married and have kids... I'm at the stage where married and have kids, have three daughters, and I can't imagine going to the store without my phone. Here's why. And if you've never noticed this, or if you've never been in this place, and you'll notice it in the future, guys at the store will walk around with their phones looking at their list because they don't want to mess up. <laughs> and, and if you've not been in this place before, you don't understand what it's like to have chaos brought into your world when you get something generic on the list that says pineapples. Now here's the problem with that. My wife likes to cut up fresh pineapple and put it into smoothies. So if it says pineapples, does she want a pineapple she cuts? She likes doing that. Sometimes she doesn't want to mess with cutting it. She wants to take the piece that's already cut big in the plastic container. Or when we have pizzas and we make pizzas for like a family night, she wants pineapples that are in the can. But if I go back to pineapples in the can, right, do I get tidbits in syrup or juice? Do I get chunks in syrup or juice? To your pain. You feel me on this? T- tell me at this point, so this will prepare you, Marshall. This is getting you ready, right? Uh, at this point, all I want is pineapple soaked in vodka, right? If that's a product, maybe for some of you creatives, I just gave you a, a new business idea. But you don't want to mess up. And from working with a lot of creatives uh, and paying attention to that journey, I've noticed there's four seasons. There's four seasons in your creative journey, and you're going to keep repeating back to these seasons. And what keeps you growing is understanding that each season holds a temptation, and each season holds a creative breakthrough. And for a lot of people, they think of hustle as just trying harder. And the problem is, if you don't know what season you're in, you can keep practicing, but you're practicing the wrong way. And so we've distorted the data on the 10,000 hours. 
And if I told you I wanted to be a killer shot like Steph Curry, and I say I've been practicing 10,000 hours, and you come over to my house, and I'm doing this, you're like, dude, you're in trouble because you've been practicing wrong. So I want to help you know what season you're in, just a real quick snapshot tonight, and what action you need to take so that you can see growth to the next level. So we'll start with the fall season. Simplest to understand. Here's the idea in the fall season. The fall season, you're either going to let go or you're going to double down on what isn't working. And most people continue to do what? Double down on what isn't working. They keep trying the same relational approach. They keep trying the same business model. They keep trying that same thing, whatever it is. It isn't working. Now, I face the reality of this in a big way uh, in my mid-20s. I'm 38 now. I started my second company. Uh, it was my first official legal company. And I was the third owner of a development corporation. Uh, we had 80 lots, 40 acres. Um, became what every startup person loves to say, a paper millionaire overnight as we got launched, had investors come on board, we were ready to go. 2006, we broke ground, houses were starting to be constructed. Those of you who know that anything about the real estate market in 2007, <laughs> right? Now all of a sudden, I'm faced with chaos that I didn't know I would ever face. Uh, the long story short, was able to get out and had six figures of debt. There were all kinds of problems. I am facing the absolute bottom. Uh, I'm married and, and, and we have our three kids at this point. And I remember opening up the pantry one night and I couldn't fix myself a bowl of Cheerios or the kids when they had one the next day. I'm sitting on the deck of our house. We had come back from an awesome weekend with friends and I told the CEO that, look, because I, I couldn't buy the house, I had to rent because of everything that happened with uh, the development going under. I told the CEO, look, I know I'm behind. I'll get square. I had it all worked out with him. His accounting department didn't know that. It kicked out a notice, and we had an eviction notice on our house when we came home from being with our friends. And I remember, I remember sitting on the deck holding that eviction notice, feeling like, what kind of man am I? Can't I get this together? What's wrong with me? They set up a Ferris wheel up the street from our house, a little fair thing. It was like five bucks to ride. So for my three kids, it'd be 15 bucks. This is a crazy true story. I posted on Instagram recently a picture of uh, the pawn shop that I tried to go to because I'd driven back by it. But I had this digital picture frame that my grandmother had given us that we weren't using. It was already kind of outdated uh, by the time she had given it to us for a Christmas present. I took it to a pawn shop. I wanted 15 bucks so my three kids could ride the Ferris wheel. All he would give me was $10. I couldn't get 15. I would have looked at my life seven years before that and judged myself so hard for that. At 21, I'd started contributing to a retirement fund. I had walked into my first house that we custom built with 30% equity, and I had my shit together. Now I'm 30. I see a guy pushing his belongings, what I could assume to be his belongings, in a cart driving through Whitehall and thought, I'm two steps from being that guy. I'm not better than him. I'm no different than him. And here's the idea in the fall season. In the fall season, it's like leaves on a tree. How crazy would it look if in the fall... We went around trying to tie leaves back up to branches. It would be ridiculous, right? There's something to let go of. 
When something's blocked up and it's not working, there's something to let go of. There's something that your mind has to be persuaded on. There's a worldview that has to change. There's an approach that isn't going to deliver the result that you want because you keep approaching it the same way. So if you're going to hustle, you can do all you want to double down. It's not going to help you grow. If you really want to hustle, you let go. And we want it to get better right away, but there's winter that follows the fall. Now, I grew up in the South, and my wife's from here. That's why we moved here seven years ago. Or it's 2007, so time gets away from me. Uh, we moved here in 2007 to get her near family because everything was spinning out. I had never experienced winters. This is the farthest north I'd ever lived. I was teaching a, a few ca- uh, classes at Capitol back when we had those horrible two winters in a row just a few years ago. And if you weren't here for those and you've never experienced that, it's hard to imagine. But it was insane to me that they wouldn't cancel class. I told my classes, I'm like, if it's zero, I'm not coming. (laughs) You can stay home because there's something that will break your will about that zero degree temperature. And in the winter, if you look at a tree, all the leaves are off. It looks like nothing's happening, right? But the trunk is getting strengthened. The core is getting strengthened. We're afraid of the moments in the winter and how they change us because we're worried about what others are going to say and think. They're not going to think I have it going on with the business, right? They're going to look at me and think this. We feel the same things that I felt sitting on that deck. What kind of man am I? What's going on? Am I a failure? Um, I lived in Arkansas for about seven years and Arkansas is the craziest, most unregulated state you could imagine. It is insane to me like what you can get away with in that state. Great for business, (laughs) sad for some other infrastructure because there needs to be more zoning and codes. And one of the things that needs some help is that you could actually whitewater canoe, whitewater canoe a river there. I don't know if they still have the outfit, but it was on the Big Piney. And I have seen the water rushing down the Big Piney so strong, I watched it wrap a canoe. This is so insane. This doesn't even sound real, but it's real. Wrap a canoe around a rock. The force of the pressure of the water. And so me and my buddy are on the Big Piney, and we're like, we're going to do this, and it's going to be fun. And we get in the boat. It was not fun the first day. All we did was just roll down the rapids. It was insane. I had a lump on my knee. It was painful. But we had paid for two days. Two days. So we spent all day on the river. We bang ourselves up. We 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 didn't navigate one rapid successfully. We get to the outfitter. I'm sure he was concerned about his boat because the boat looked like crap. And he's like, what are you guys doing? He said, I want to show you one trick. And he gets his body weight into the front of the canoe and lowers himself, center of gravity, right in the front of the canoe. He says, I want to show you one thing you're doing wrong every time you're instinctively doing this. As the rock is approaching you because of the rapids, you get afraid and nervous. And so what do you do? You lean back. What happens when you lean back? The pressure of the water goes in the boat, flips the boat. He said, every time you come to the rock tomorrow and you see it coming at you in those rapids, just lean into it. Now, this is so counterintuitive that the next day when we were on the river, we had to keep yelling this to each other. Lean in, lean in. We switched, you know, me in front of it. The whole trip down the next day, we didn't flip once because we leaned into the thing that we were afraid of. See, in the winter season, here's the distraction, here's the temptation, here's what will get you stuck, and it's fake hustle. It's when you frantically try everything. 
What will help you in the winter season break through the next season is when you take the energy that you want to put out and put it in. It's when you lean into the places you're afraid of. This is when the artistic creation isn't for anybody else. It's for you. This is when you process it, you grieve it, you write about it. Whatever you got to do to go in on that thing that you're afraid of. And I wish I could like give you an easy six point bullet list on how to do that. <laughs> but that's the mess. I mean, that's the hard stuff. But, but if you'll hustle in the winter season and go in with that energy when you want to go out, you're going to be able to move to the spring season. And in the spring, there's new buds of inspiration and life. And things start to change. And it gets exciting. And this is how you know when you're in a spring season and you're going to get stuck there is before you take the next right step, you distract yourself with trying to get your ducks in a row. The spring season isn't the time to get your ducks in a row. The spring season isn't the time to organize your bookshelf. The spring season isn't the time to make sure the LLC is formed and all that stuff's lined out just right. And the spring season isn't the time to spend your budget on the attorney fees to set things up so you can tell your parents, yes, I got a company now, I'm legit. The spring season is when you take the bold action. The spring season is when you take the innovation that came out of the winter and say, I've got to execute on this. The spring season is when you become so aware of the fear that trapped you in the winter and it's lost its power, you see in a clear way what the next step is. How many of you have ever heard of uh, the obstacle course races like the Tough Mudder? You guys know about those? So I had some friends that looped me into one. Uh, they were like, come on, let's do it. And I'm like, yeah. And they got time to pay. And I was like, I don't have the money. And they're like, well, we paid. So now I'm committed to this thing. And I had grown up in winters around here and I hadn't been doing cardio like I should. And it's like February. And I got to motivate myself to run because the event's in May. And my college students at the time were always talking about the show called The Walking Dead. And I hadn't got into it, and I started trying an episode of it over Christmas break. And you definitely do not want to binge watch The Walking Dead on Netflix late at night because <laughs> it gets in there. Uh, the first night I watched some episodes, I went to bed. I remember Philip, uh, like a sheep move, and I was like, there's zombies in here. So I'm loving that show. And somebody tells me about an app called Run Zombies or Zombie Run, something like that. And the idea of this app is you run missions and you are in a, you know, this post-apocalyptic scenario. You're running missions trying to get supplies and rescue people from zombies. Now, it's not a smart app. So zombies chase you at the same time in all the missions. So you put your headphones on. Of course, it's night. This is the chance that I had to run. It's February. It's winter. I'm running these neighborhoods. Got my playlist going. And the zombies start chasing you again at the same time. So about the fifth song in, it'll say, zombies, 15 meters, right? Zombies, 10 meters. Of course, I'm out there running. I'm like, I'm an American. I freaking need miles. How far? I can't do this European distance in the kilometers. <laughs> but so I'm out there running, and it gets in your head, man. I mean, I remember one time a guy came out of his house, was walking to his car. My adrenaline's pumping. I'm running missions, zombies. I've got to talk myself down. It's just a normal human being. Don't take any action. So I listen to this playlist over and over and over. I'm running these missions. One night, I'm in my kitchen. Lights are on. Everybody's in bed. It's dark outside. Doors are locked. Sitting at the computer table, sitting at the computer, the kitchen table, hustling away. And I got my playlist going. 
And that song kicks in right when the zombies start to chase me. I'll never forget this, being consciously aware of this surreal feeling. I'm typing away, the song kicks on, and I instinctively did this. <laughs> now that's ridiculous, right? Because I'm in a safe, warm, locked house. And more importantly, zombies aren't real. <laughs> what happens in the spring season is you start to learn about the fears that were triggering the actions. In the spring season, you go, ah, oh, those fears aren't real. Is my daughter wanting to dress up as a future girl for Halloween this past year. She's in middle school age. One of her friends said, what are you going to be for Halloween? She's like, I'm going to be a future girl. She had already bought all the makeup to do her makeup, all the hair coloring, had an outfit for it. And her friend said this, what's that? Five hours later, I'm at home and she's like, dad, we got to go get a costume. I'm like, you're going to be a future girl. No, I'm not. Why? Because I had to explain what it is. I don't want to explain what it is. I don't want to have a costume that people don't know what it is. I had to go to Target and buy a banana. <laughs> Giant bananas. <laughs> and I couldn't force her to. I could just talk to her. But I'm like, wear that future girl costume because that fear ain't real. Everybody else is worried about what they're wearing. And in the spring season, it's not about putting your ducks in a row, getting everything lined up. It's about taking that action. Now, if you can hustle in the spring season smart and take that action, you're going to get to go to the summer season. In the summer season, you get to rest, get to play. Summer season's a blast. And there's two ways in the summer season to be. One's fake hustle, one's real hustle. Fake hustle in the summer season, you play so hard, you take your eyes off the foundation of the thing that grew you. You play so hard, you take your eyes off the foundation and something slips. How do you hustle in the summer season? You play with your eyes on the foundation. What were the things that took you to summer from spring? Let's keep doing those. Maybe we change how we do them. Maybe there's some pivots, but we know the foundation of our work, who we are, and what we're doing. How great would it be if we could skip from fall to summer? We could skip the pain, right? The questions, the uncertainty, the doubt, the struggle. I find in the work that I do, there's a lot of BS. There's a lot of hype that convinces people you can skip from fall to summer. You can't. Truth, if I gave you a math equation tonight, truth is greater than hyped positivity. Hyped positivity doesn't last. You can't force old motivations to come back. I was sitting at the dinner table, this is a few months ago, and I had this sad feeling hit me. I look around the dinner table and I realized, I don't feel a sense of awe being a dad or a husband right now. Well, those are inside words. <laughs> But I remember feeling that and seeing that reality. What do I do with that? That's a fall season thing, right? I'm letting go of an old motivation. Now I move to the winter phase. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to study. I'm on the lookout till that new inspiration of spring comes. And this was probably four or five weeks after that. I'm standing in a cafe, and it's near where my office is, and it's a cafe I like to go into a lot, and the barista there I was ordering from, it was his weekend, and I was asking him about that. It's like a Wednesday. I was like, how was your weekend? He goes, man, it was incredible. I got to watch my daughter play in snow for the first time. You ever have these moments where you unexpectedly overshare with the barista? You know what I'm talking about? 
So he says that, and I go, oh, man, that makes me think of something I heard from a dad one time. He was like, you never know the last time your kids are going to ask for something. There's never a last time where they're like, dad, this is the last time I'm going to ask you to read to me, right? This is the last time I'm going to ask you to fill my sippy cup up, whatever the thousand things are. I'm like you with the rapping, though, because I can get them to get on that train. When they got old enough to fill up their own, but they still wanted me to, I was like, if you're old enough to get your water, they'd all run to the fridge, holla! <laughs> it's like, that works, man. It's working on that cipher. But I start sharing with him. I'm like, I don't remember the last time they asked me to read. I don't remember the last time they asked me. I like full-on weep session there in the cafe. New motivation hit. I'm in spring season now. I could go to Tiger Woods and sit down with him for five minutes. I'd be like, dude, your old motivation for golf is gone. You might get a new motivation back for it, but you got to let go fully of the old one. You may get new motivation for another sport. Some of you are stuck right now with something. There's an old motivation that's gone. You can't make the old, old motivation come back. Whether it's revenue streams, whether it's relationships, whether it's your creativity, whether it's your business, whatever it is, know your season, know the hustle, so you don't stop growing. All right? Hey, thanks so much for the privilege of being with you guys tonight.